And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys had a terrific weekend. Uh, yeah, doing something a little different today. I haven't done listener mail in a while, so I'm doing an all-listener mail episode, all questions considered. I will try to add, add a bunch of great questions over on Twitter today uh, and last night. I'm hoping I can get to all of them, uh, and I will jump right into listener mail in just a second. Um, first, guys, please uh, follow us on Twitter at No Gimmicks Pod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, or Spotify. If you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate it. And if you like what you're hearing and want to get involved, hit us up over on Patreon. You can support us monthly over there on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. And uh, when I do listener mail episodes, if you support us on Patreon, you will always get your uh, questions answered. Our Patreon questions get top priority. Um, so yeah, hit us up over there. All right. Without further ado, uh, I'm just going to jump right into listener mail. I have a ton of questions. I'm going to try to get to as many of them as I possibly can in a short period of time. Uh, first question, how long until something mysterious happens to Bill Clinton? Um, okay. Uh, for those of who missed it, uh, you can be forgiven uh, for missing the story since the press has not reported it at all. Uh, Bill Clinton has been named in documents showing that he has visited Jeffrey Epstein's rape island on multiple occasions. Um, I, I think you're, the, the, the person asking this question is referring to Jeffrey Epstein's not suicide. <laughs> um, obviously, nothing's going to happen to Bill Clinton. Uh, you know, he's, he's a powerful person. He'll be fine. Uh, and uh, on the flip side of that, nothing's going to happen to him legally either. I mean, he's the the press hasn't covered the story at all. Nobody's going to investigate this. To be honest, uh, Alan Dershowitz, the the Harvard law professor, he's been named in these documents as well, saying he visited the island. He denied it. Um, he's powerful as well. Nothing nothing will happen to to him. I mean, look, if you're as powerful as a Bill Clinton, uh, you're kind of. Uh, you're kind of immune. I mean, if you were if you or I uh, visited a, a pedophile island on multiple occasions with um, the now deceased most prolific sex trafficker in the country, um, we'd probably be facing life in prison. But nothing, nothing's going to happen to to Bill Clinton. Obviously. Um, next question: uh, How can socialism compete when the free market just literally sent a person to space and back? Uh, well, first of all, uh, the free market literally just sent two people to, to space and back um uh yeah first off I, I i watched the splashdown live yesterday afternoon uh, the the spacex dragon endeavor is safely back on earth and uh in a in a very badass moment um the operator from spacex at the nasa headquarters in, in houston said upon touchdown i uh, said over the radio quote welcome back to planet earth and thank you for flying spacex uh, which i think is just great and it, that's emblematic of Look, the future of space travel will be private. You know, uh, when we put a man back on the moon, it's going to be probably from SpaceX, you know, or another private corporation. When we put people on Mars, it's not going to be governments. It's going to be private industry, maybe working, you know, hand in hand with governments, something like that, like the partnership between NASA and SpaceX. So I'm excited about the the privatization of, of space travel. I think that's great. I think that's the only way to move forward. Obviously, governments are inefficient. And space travel is expensive. 
um, in 2014, uh, and I, I couldn't believe this stat. I'd read the article twice. <laughs> um, in 2014, uh, after President Obama basically shut down NASA, he basically just, just withdrew funding from NASA and, and used that for a bunch of his other, you know, redistributive uh, programs. Uh, they, they basically said that it would take 12 years and $26 billion uh, to put a man back in space to, to, to you know, bring back the space program. Elon Musk, Musk did it in six years using only $1 billion uh, of, of taxpayer money. He did it in half the time at 126th the cost. Uh, and that's why free markets win. <laughs> you know, like that, yeah, obviously, your point, how can socialism compete with the free market? It obviously can't. But going past that, the, the, the side of that argument that we don't talk enough about is that, of course, free markets are productive and planned economies are not. Of course, capitalism has lifted the world out of poverty and all socialism does is cause poverty and death and starvation and genocide. Obviously, uh, the socialist, you know, perpetrated the largest genocide in human history over 100 somewhere between 100 and 150 million dead right we know that of course that's true but even if that weren't the case it would not change a thing even if socialism worked and capitalism didn't didn't work not true but even if that were the case socialism would still be evil and anti-human right socialism is synonymous with slavery i mean socialism is just another word for slavery it's even more evil than slavery because during slavery, this is what, it was something like 5% of the American population were enslaved. Socialism enslaves the entire population. That's the goal of, of the socialists and of the communists is to enslave every man, woman, and child on earth. That's still evil. That's still anti-human, even if it did work. So I, I don't care. Like I don't even care that socialism doesn't work. It's still godless. It is still evil. It is still anti-human. It goes against everything that I believe as a Christian and as an American. So, of course, socialism has failed wherever it's been tried. Of course, we should repeat that to anybody who's willing to listen. But even if, who cares? It doesn't matter. I, I don't. I don't care if socialism does work. It, it still wouldn't be any less evil. So I think that's the side of the the socialism argument that we don't that we don't bring up nearly enough, and we definitely should. Uh, next question. Uh, how long until people leave major cities like Minneapolis after they defund the police? Yeah, man. Um, Minneapolis is getting rid of their police force, essentially. Um, <laughs> over the weekend, the police told the community, and th- this is reporting from the Daily Wire, uh, that the Minneapolis police are telling the community that when they're being robbed, you know, once once the police are gone, when they're being robbed, just do what they say. Do what the criminals say. And they said, quote, be prepared to give up your personal property to the robbers. Who would stay in a city like this? Who would stay in a city like this? Even if you're a libertarian, I mean, I know a lot of anarchist libertarians, anarcho-capitalist libertarians that want to, you know, defund the police, but not because they want to get rid of the police, but because they want to privatize the police. Even the most extreme libertarians, like myself, I'm not an anarchist, but I'm a pretty radical libertarian. I'm still a big fan of the rule of law, okay? I still want police. I still want laws being enforced. You know, I'm just not that comfortable with the state doing it, with with the government having that power over over communities. But that doesn't mean I want lawlessness. It doesn't mean I want anarchy. I'm a big fan of law. I'm a big fan of the rule of law. I'd like it to be privatized. I'd like more accountability. I want to get rid of the police unions, make it easy to fire bad cops, to fire racist cops, of course. That doesn't mean I don't want cops. But who would stay in a city like this? Who would vote for a party that endorses this? I mean, this is common communism. Essentially saying you 
you don't have the right to personal property. You don't have the right to private property. If somebody wants to take your property, just give it up. Do what they say. That's what these people want. I mean, the, the congresswoman in, in Minneapolis is Ilhan Omar. She's a communist. So, of course, she, does, she doesn't believe private property should exist. So she has no problem with this. I don't know. I, I think you're going to see a mass exodus out of out of cities like Minneapolis, out of cities like Portland. Uh, who would raise a family in a community like this? It's not safe. Get out. Get out. Next question. <laughs> Do you think Hollywood is filled with pedophiles? Man, all right. I, I, I've gotten these questions, you know, accusing all of Los Angeles, California being filled with pedophiles several times. I've never answered uh, a question on the podcast before. But look, I'll, all right, I'll answer this question so I never have to again. Do I think Hollywood is filled with pedophiles? I have no idea. Probably not. I mean, no, I don't think that, that Hollywood is one giant pedophile ring. But I get why people <laughs> would would say things like that. I get why people believe that. I mean, you go from Bill Cosby being outed as the most prolific serial rapist in American history. Uh, you, you know, to go to Harvey Weinstein, who's the talk of the town. He's, he's praised by every actor and actress in Hollywood. And then it turns out he's a legit rapist. He was raping women, and now he's going to be in prison the rest of his life, as will Bill Cosby. The, the little girl, the, 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 the blonde girl from Smallville, I forget her name, but who is running a sex cult. She's like a, you know, a 30-year-old little white woman <laughs> running a sex cult. Right, and all the the Scientologists who are running rampant in, in Hollywood, who they're they're a cult, as it you know they're a violent cult, you know. What what you saw in the last couple of weeks, Chris D'Elia, a, a famous comic and actor in Hollywood, you know he's been credibly accused of having sex with minors. Just just on Friday, a, a comic who I'm a big fan of, Brian Callen, who has a great podcast that I listen to called Fighter and the Kid, he's been accused of rape. Going back to the late '90s, I believe. I don't know if he did it or not. I don't know if Chris D'Elia did it or not. Obviously, we'll find out. You know, the, the the facts will come out. But man, me sitting here over in Toledo, Ohio, I don't know anybody who's raped a woman. Okay, none of my friends behave like this. I do not know anyone who's even been accused of sleeping with minors. I don't know any rapists. I don't know anybody in a cult. I I don't know. I don't know. My friends don't behave like this. My family doesn't behave like this. But then again, I don't live in Los Angeles, California. I don't know if there's something in the water there. I do know this. I mean, if you live in Hollywood, you live in a culture that glorifies the most, the, the worst things in society. Right? Like if you, even small, even things that aren't illegal, right? Like if you divorce your wife because you want to sleep with a hotter chick, you're, you're, you get street cred in Hollywood. Like, that's you're praised for that in Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, if you get married and divorced five times, that's totally normal in Hollywood. If you value your career over your children, like if you neglect your children because you're too busy making money, that's good. <laughs> like, that's, that, that's praised in Hollywood. And it's not that way in Toledo, Ohio, right? So, no, I don't think these are a bunch of, like, degenerate pedophiles or something. I'm sure there are some. But no, I don't think every actor and actress in Hollywood is, is a pedophile or something like that. But they do live in a culture that glorifies sin. Like, I'm not trying to preach at you guys, but they, they live in a culture that glorifies the worst things in society. And of course, that's, that corrupts people. Of course, that changes people. 
you know, I doubt if some, you know, 21 year old actor, you know, moving from Iowa to Hollywood, I'm sure they're going to, they're not going to be a degenerate, but if you live in that culture for 20 years, I don't know, it's going to eat at you. It's going to change you and, and not for the better. So hopefully that answers your question. Next question. Is Joe Biden going to get away with ducking the presidential debates? Yes, he will. He absolutely will. And this just might be the most corrupt, blatantly corrupt behavior I've ever seen from the corporate press, and that's saying something. The corporate press just got the president of the United States impeached for absolutely no reason based on lies in January. And but th- this is so this is so transparently corrupt, it's painful. The DNC, look, I don't know what else to believe other than that that the DNC basically just issues daily talking points to the press. They have to. Because this is coordinated. Everything the press and the DNC does is coordinated. Yesterday, on all the Sunday shows, DNC operatives were floating the idea of canceling the presidential debates. They're saying, oh, but you know, Joe Biden shouldn't debate. He shouldn't you know, dignify Trump with the debate, blah, 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 blah. And then this morning, right on cue, there's this from uh, Elizabeth Drew, opinion writer for, you guessed it, the New York Times. The headline is, quote, let's scrap the presidential debates, unquote. It's coordinated. I mean, they, they're, they're, they're marching in lockstep with the DNC talking points trying to get these debates canceled. They know that Joe Biden has dementia. They know he cannot hang in a debate with Donald Trump. They know it will hurt him. And, of course, he'll get away with it. Because they control the narrative. The press controls the narrative, and the left controls 97% of the press. Yeah. Imagine if President Trump thought that the debates would hurt his candidacy and try to get out of debating Joe Biden. Imagine. Imagine if any Republican did that. They would never get away with it. They'd be called a coward, rightfully so. They would say they're unfit for office. They're, you know, they're destroying democracy. They're they're ruining the democratic process. They're blah, 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 blah. blah. Putin doesn't want him to debate. Okay, like Donald Trump could, ne- or any Republican, Mitt Romney, John McCain, George Bush, like if they tried to get out of debating their opponent, that would be it. That would that would end their candidacy, and they would lose. Joe Biden will get away with it. The press is nothing more than the propaganda wing of the Democratic Party. It's disgusting. It's so transparent. It's like, I, I, I thought that they would just not say it out loud, and then, you know, Joe Biden's spokesman issues a statement blaming coronavirus. A couple days before, oh, can't do it, you know, don't want to be exposed to the coronavirus, blah, 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 can't do it, can't debate. But they, they're they saying that they're so comfortable. They have such a stranglehold on the flow of information. They have such a stranglehold on the national press that they're saying the quiet part out loud proudly and boldly because they know there will be absolutely no repercussions. It is, it is so transparently corrupt that it hurts to watch. They're laughing at you. They think you're stupid. Disgusting behavior from the Biden campaign and from the press. Next question. What do you think about Joe Biden and his clear dementia? I get questions. Anytime we do listener mail, I get questions about Joe Biden's mental state. I've talked a ton about Joe Biden's mental state. He clearly isn't well. He's clearly unfit for office. No intelligent person who's honest with themselves can deny that at this point. But it just says a lot. And I, I, look, yes, I don't. I, I don't know if he has dementia. I don't know if he has Alzheimer's. He has one of the two. He's clearly in mental decline. 
be quite honest, I can't really give you the definition of each one. They're they're similar but different diseases. Obviously, I don't know which one the former vice president has. Clearly, one of them. But I'm not even talking about that. It of, it's elder abuse at this point. I wish his wife would step in and then make him drop out. Yeah, but yeah, it is what it is. It says something about the Democratic Party, and yes, about the Democratic voters, okay? And I don't like going after the voters. That's what Hillary Clinton did, and that's why she's not president of the United States, calling all of us deplorable and irredeemable and all of that. And I'm not insulting, I'm not impugning the character of people that vote Democrat. Most of my friends and a lot of my family members vote Democrat. I'm not saying they're bad people. But I'm saying it does say something about them, and it doesn't say anything good. It seems that the general consensus among the Democrats is that they want Biden to win, after choosing a running mate that they like, and then that they hope that Biden immediately resigns or dies in office. Okay, and that seems sick. I mean, that doesn't, doesn't that seem wrong, immoral? I mean, that just seems sick to me. I mean, imagine being so blinded by orange man bad that that is your electoral strategy, that a dead man wins office and then dies so a candidate you like will assume the presidency. That seems to be what what a lot of Democratic voters are rooting for. That's not good. That seems very immoral. That seems sick to me. Obviously, we've never been, us people on the right, conservatives, libertarians, Republicans, whatever, we've never been in this position before. But Obama was a terrible president. President Obama was awful, okay? His policies affected me and my family negatively, which says a lot because most policies coming from Washington, really don't affect me in Ohio. But, you know, Obamacare definitely did financially affect my family in a negative way. Racked up some debt because of it. His his regulations put a the jackboot of the government on the American economy. After the, the 2007-2008 recession, you know, Obama's socialist policies, Obama's over-regulation kept GDP growth down at, you know, 1%. It was the slowest recovery in American history. You know, all, all of that. And and then the culture war stuff, too. I mean, he, Barack Obama is the reason why all this racial tension exists in the United States. Race relations were much better before Obama took office, and he race-baited from the Oval Office. He stirred up a lot of this racial division. Uh, it didn't come from Trump. This predated Trump. You know, this was the fault of, of Barack Obama. So, I mean, he's a terrible president, right? Terrible president. I voted against him twice. In, in 2012, I mean, obviously, I've never been in this position. I don't know exactly what I would do, but I would like to think in 2012, if the Republicans nominated somebody with Alzheimer's, okay, somebody that could not form an English sentence, that couldn't remember where he was or what he was doing, talking about his blonde leg hair, sniffing people, I mean, not making any sense. I mean, a, a man that clearly was not fit to have the nuclear football, okay, not fit to sit behind the Resolute desk, I wouldn't have voted for Obama. There's no way I could have voted for Barack Obama. But I wouldn't have voted for that man. Okay, if, if, if the Republicans nominated a conservative version of 2020 Joe Biden, if Mitt Romney was 80 with dementia and made no sense... I could not vote for that. I wouldn't have voted for Obama either, but I would not vote for that. 
Okay, and I look, if you're a progressive, if you're a liberal, if you're somebody who just can't, you know, you really loved net neutrality and you really want to pay more in taxes and, you know, maybe you're you just you just really want to bomb Iran. You'd never want the troops to come out of Afghanistan. You really want to overregulate the economy. That That's just what you want. Like you want these, you know, Green New Deal. Like you're, just, you're progressive. You cannot vote for Trump's policies. I get that. I'm not saying if you're progressive, you should just vote for a conservative, you know, because Joe Biden has dementia. But I'm saying I, I don't know how you can vote for Joe Biden. I'm not saying you have to vote for Trump. But if it, this were 2012, Republicans nominate a dead man. <laughs> okay. I, I think I would just have sat out the election. I'd like to think, at least, I would have just sat out the election. Last question. Uh, finally, a non-political question. So last question, real quick, before we wrap it up. Uh, what are your top five favorite NFL players? Um, you must be a new listener, obviously. Um, I'm a Steelers fan, so I'll just go with Ben Roethlisberger, TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, Joe Hayden, and Minka Fitzpatrick has that. Screw everybody else who's not a Pittsburgh Steeler. I'm looking forward to uh, to the NFL season, man. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I watched the Detroit Tigers yesterday. I'm glad to have baseball back. Um, it's looking like the season might even be canceled. I don't really care about the NBA very much. Um, they, their unwillingness to stand up to China is just disgusting. And I, I don't boycott stuff. I, I'll probably watch some playoff basketball. Um, I, I won't watch as much as I would have if they weren't, you know, pawns of... Beijing, <laughs> essentially. But I am really looking forward to the football season. I'm just showing this out there right now, guys. I really do not want in my comments to see a whole bunch of like, we're boycotting the NFL because people kneeled for the national anthem. I don't even care. I don't care if every single player, I don't care if every Pittsburgh Steeler kneels for the national anthem. I don't care. We need the NFL. We need football. Honestly. So we need sports. We need sports. I don't care if they're a bunch of idiots, a bunch of Colin Kaepernick worshiping idiots. I don't care. I will still enjoy every single second of NFL football this year. Can't wait. Um, that's all I got. That's all I got for today. Uh, thanks for the awesome question, guys. Uh, I will. I, I keep saying this uh, that I'll do listener mail more often, but I, I definitely will try to do listener mail at least every couple weeks or so. So I know it's been like over a month since I did the last listener mail episode, but I, I, I will try not to let that happen again. But I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for all the kind words, all the great feedback I've been getting lately. Uh, please make sure you subscribe, follow us on Twitter, all that good stuff, and uh, hit us up over on Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. Love you guys. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. Wednesday, no gimmicks.